Welcome, language learners. I'm your host, Alexandria, of the Insecurities About Language podcast, where I will explore all types of language journeys from individuals, teachers, families teaching children, and really anyone who wants to have a conversation about language, what it means to them, and how it relates to their life. Also, I will tackle the death of languages within families. Now let's begin. Welcome, Nelsie, to Insecurities About Language podcast. We're just going to get started. Introduce yourself. Tell us about you, where you were born, where you grew up, and then a bit of information about your family's background and their first languages as well. Yes. Thank, first, thank you, Alexandra, for like inviting me uh, on the podcast. I'm really uh, excited to discuss about like all those uh, different topics. So my name is Nelsie. Uh, I often use like Isolin uh, <laughs> as my username because it's, yeah, it's my name, like just the letter swapped. <laughs> so I am um, from Renan Island, which most people when they hear it, they really don't know where it is. So I always say, you see Madagascar, yeah. You see Mauritius Island, right? In between. So this is like where I'm from. So it's a French island. It's also like an f- ex-colony like of France. And therefore there, like we speak French as like an official language. And then the other language that we speak, and that's usually the family language, the friend language, uh, that's Creole. And so it, there is different Creole, so the Creole from my island is Réunionese Creole. So in French, it's like Creole Réunionese. So that's uh, the language that I would speak with my parents. Uh, for example, my mom, my dad, they would never speak to me in French. I mean, they would speak to me in French, but only like if there is other people that don't understand Creole around us, and then we have to, you know, get the conversation going so yeah for me um like it's hard to say which one is my native language i guess both because mm-hmm. yeah i i cannot live without speaking creole because all my family speak that but i i'm french and i speak french so yeah those are like my two <laughs> first languages okay so Talk about language, your language background as it relates to school, college, your environment spoken at home. Yeah, so in in, in general, my whole like different language or my native language and English? Both. Both. So like uh, English, French, and other language that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in general, like I was, uh, you know, some, some people that like languages, they start like really early. Like, at 10, they were already, like, <laughs> speaking of a language. Like, for me, I learned, obviously, Creole at home and French at school. That's especially the writing part. And maybe would, like, later as well, go a bit there. But Creole, I do not know how to write it officially, right? Like, I, I write it as I feel. Or I write it as other people write it. I just copy like how they write it. But it's really like my native language. Even if I, I've not studied like yeah, even if I've not studied the grammar of it. For example, French. At school, I studied the grammar, so of course, like yeah, I, I really know like everything with that is really like the native language. 
um, and then um, in in high school in the high school, I think it's like starting secondary school. Um, we start learning another language, which is English, of course. Um, and then a few, like I think around twelve or thirteen, yeah, we start learning also uh, another language. So like that's become like English become the first foreign language, and then you have a second foreign language. So for me, I picked Spanish. Um, it was really an easy choice. Well, I didn't have a lot of choice. It was German or Spanish. And I was like, Spanish sounds great. Like, <laughs> And German, I was like, you speak German in Germany. And I didn't know at the time that you have like Austria. <laughs> I was like, okay, you have Germany and that's it. Oh, Switzerland as well. So that's how I picked up on like, that's how I started the journey. Really like at school. I didn't, I've never learned before like on my own. Um, but at that time, I just started to like being interested in like international relation, uh, not specifically politics, but I was really like open up uh, like, wow, there is a novel world because bear in mind, I'm in an island in the Indian Ocean, right? There is no foreigner coming. There is no access really to like other language. It's just, well, you have, for example, like. Malagashi speakers, so people from Madagascar they speak uh, Malagashi, but because of the proximity, we really feel like okay, it's just part of the the background, or we don't see it as like a foreign language per se, right? Yeah. So for me, it really started when I start watching documentary, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is another, there is so many other language, and then I start learning like anime and uh, like Japanese anime. And uh, um, I was like, because at first I watched the cartoon and it was dubbed in French. So I was like, oh, okay, it didn't hit my mind that that was from like another country that was not French. Only after I discover, oh, oh my gosh, okay, this is a language. Uh, and then uh, I was really into diplomacy. Like I, I, that was my my dream as a kid. Like I wanted to <laughs> work in like diplomacy. So I was like, okay. Japanese to to work in in diplomacy in France you have to do like a competition or something and then Japanese can be one of the language that you can do the test right and Japanese is considered as a real language so you have for the ratio you have more space right it's like okay you know like in in English German or English Spanish you have like a lot of people applying but for English Japanese not so much so you know, I, language was, I liked it already, but it was more like a professional goal at first. Uh, I mean, I was not even in high school, but that was my professional goal. So that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to go to high school and I'm going to learn this Japanese at high school. Uh, thanks God, in the island, there were one <laughs> high school that oh. taught uh, Japanese and it was quite exceptional. So I started uh, my, I guess, uh, fourth, well, third foreign language uh, this way, uh, three years, uh, also still in school. So from that until like 18 years old, the only way I've learned was school. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the side, I, I think it was around 2020, no, 2010. 
And that's the time where I became like a real, real fan of Nicki Minaj. Like at the time she was not so famous in France and let alone in my island. So I joined Twitter and I think that was the biggest turning point in my language. Like, I mean, that was one of the biggest turning point in my language learning journey because in Twitter, everything was in English. There were no French community or whatever. So I had my first encounter out of school that, wow, all of those people, whatever they are, they are speaking English. So I had to speak English now. Like, so I was going there every day and then I started joining like Penpal website and I discovered that, okay, there's other people from other country that speak English also, right? So that's like English became like a big, a big important thing for me. I was like, okay, I met, I, I started to like ties, like a uh, friendship with people around the world, uh, sending letters, like really the, <laughs> the old time. Um, and, and they like were communicating in English. So I was like, okay. Language is important. English is important. So I really gave a, like, a lot of time outside of, of school as well. And then uh, it was the time for me to move out of my island. And although I really liked languages because of my professional like idea, like I, I, I decided to stop Japanese uh, because I study law and I couldn't mix both with Japanese and yeah. So the, the kind of like, at that time, it was really like, okay, I was not studying actively. Like I, I studied a double degree in law and language, but it was English and Spanish. So it was not like, at the time, my Spanish really became better. Uh, not like fluency level, but I could already like watch some stuff in Spanish. So I didn't really give too much thought of it. But I started like also hearing about Korean. And I'm someone that really pick up a language if I like how it sounds, right? And I have a tendency to do language we, which like also like do like a different writing system. I, I kind of like this. I like that I can write something that no, I can write it almost like in English and then <laughs> using those characters nobody is going to understand, right? <laughs> so I, I started like learning Korean on my own. So. Korean was the first language ever I learned on my own from the beginning. It was really like a language that I, I never really wanted to do anything with it. It was really for pure, like, okay, fun uh, is interesting. I like watching those things. And uh, in like two years after uh, I moved in France, I was going um, in holiday in Korea. So I was like, this perfect time i'm gonna <laughs> learn something i'm gonna practice there uh so i learned a couple of things i did practice a bit like it's so funny when you learn a language and uh, this was in 2014 and there were not so many foreigners in korea at that time compared to now you know now it's a bit more um popular as a destination but there, like if you just throw a little bit of things you know, people would just get super happy and, you know, super friendly. So I was like, oh, that's really fun, you know, like language and, you know, people really like it, even if you know almost nothing. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it, it, the, the, the hobby, like, I, I, do, I don't say like language is a hobby, but the language learning kind of grew up like this on me, right? 
um after that i i moved to like a couple of other places in like england but my my english was already like at a really like a nice level for me to study as well uh but uh there i i met uh a guy that became my boyfriend at the time and um kind of tying up things together uh i applied for an internship in the embassy in macedonia because my my primary goal was to work in diplomacy that was like always the goal language was like a very close like tied together right so i apply and i move there and then everybody was like not like almost nobody talk english so i really had to start putting english uh, putting like macedonian on the table like so learning how to write learning how to read cyrillic and also later on like i moved in bulgaria so i it, it's a bit similar as language uh and my ex at the time uh so his family were not speaking english so to communicate uh with his family i had to yeah no bulgarian as well like to some extent not not a lot but still so yeah that's kind of my language journey like i'm now living in the netherlands i have not learned dutch uh, <laughs> why because it's convenient people here speak english so yeah it's uh but it should be on my list <laughs> oh yeah you you seem to pick up languages so easily though um i think a lot of of the language that i've learned just like really smoothly enter my life it was like so smooth that i didn't even think about it like i i i, I know that in most cases it just happened like i i didn't like study like to know if the language is hard uh or like before i i start learning those language i never like you know because some people read okay which is the next language i it didn't happen like this for me it just like came in like it's not like i didn't have the choice but it's like okay japanese perfect uh for the degree well spanish is mandatory in english so <laughs> but japanese perfect for like my career korean i'm traveling to korea macedonian bulgarian i'm i'm leaving there so you know it, it was really smooth yeah in that sense that is it's also interesting i love how people just learn languages and i'm like why is it so hard for me to just learn what i'm trying to learn right now so i think it depends um, on your goals right like in those language i in like bulgarian and macedonian i forgot so much right but mm -hmm. the goal was not for me to be able to speak fluently the goal was that to when the mother of my ex-boyfriend talked to me i could reply to her like that, that was my goal right and and i achieved that goal like when she was talking to me i could say okay even if it was like, yeah, I can eat this one with that, that's okay. Even if it was that, like, for me, that was enough. So I think language is also like, okay, which goal you want to have? So, yeah, it's it makes that's it easier true. on you, especially, you know, like, no pressure. Because <laughs> motivation is also the, the thing. It's like, uh, now I'm, I'm taking, uh, this year I decided I'm setting two goals for language. Spanish is to read a book 
in Spanish because I mm-hmm. I'm like reading like fan fiction or like little things on like you know easy Spanish but I'm like okay I want to read one book <laughs> nothing else and in Korean I'm taking classes and I'm like okay I want to reach like um, B1 to B2 level this year so it's like that's my two goals and I used to put so many goals uh, <laughs> in the past with my language and then I realized, okay, it's not working. It's... What are your levels with each of the languages that you know and are learning? So for English, uh, I, I did like the Cambridge, so it's like C2 level. Although I'm probably making mistakes like time to time and, you know, my academic writing might not be the best. But I'm studying here also like uh, my master degree in English. So I was like, okay, I really feel comfortable. To the point that sometimes I forget as well, like, how to say a word in French. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I have Spanish, which acts like... There is a big difference between, like, understanding, like, the, you know, like, the input and the output. My, my, in, my, yeah, my input, what I can understand, what I can read, it's, like, B2. But my speaking abilities and writing is like B1. Like, because I, I, I just really hard, like the active part of the language is just really hard. For um, Korean, it's really like, yeah, it's like I'm becoming like lower intermediate right now. So I, I would not even call it B1. But when I when I did the test uh, for my class, uh they put me in B1 level, but it's very broad. Like, I think also depend on like your vocabulary range and things like that. With uh, Japanese, unfortunately, I've lost a lot. Uh, when I finish, uh, do, do you know the baccalauréat in France? Well, in, in France, we have like the A level. I don't know what you call it in the US, but in the UK, it's like the A level. When you finish high school, you, you do like a test, right? For all the different like subject oh okay yes yeah Yeah. so for that like i i did the this test as well uh and then it's just give you a level so it was like uh early b1 for japanese but now i'm probably like yeah back to like beginner i can understand things like little things but i'm really beginner and uh of a language uh which is yeah bulgarian uh bulgarian macedonian uh it's really like almost lost i would say like i can yeah i can just say basic things but compared to what i used to be it's just i think yeah if i revise it i would definitely like pick up and when i hear things i'm like oh i kind of understand or or these things but yeah i forgot so much i think I'm, i'm really like when i really focus on the language i can really get a good grasp of it and i'm not like afraid I think of uh, talking, uh, but after is like, yeah, I, if I don't keep up, then it goes away. What shaped your language environment? In, in, in which sense? So what made you want to learn all these different ah, languages? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, like we said like earlier, uh, most language came naturally for me, either because I had no choice <laughs> for two of them, uh other time was like for my career goals uh and then where i lived uh and the people that i get i got to know or where i traveled to it was really like 
I, I, I learned a lot of the language in terms of like interest. Um, and it just naturally came. Uh, I know some people when they learn language, they really study beforehand everything about it or but for me it's just like oh i like it i like how it sounds how like when you see it reading i I like how it looks uh so yeah i want to try it for example chinese a lot of people like mandarin i mean a lot of people uh thinks it's like important to learn if if you're interested in language right And, and some people have asked me oh why did you pick japanese or why did you pick korean when you could have picked chinese where it's way better for professional and i'm like I just like not into how the ton- the tone in Chinese is in in Mandarin it is I it's just a personal preference so for me it's just how it sounds do I want to speak like this like do I want to use this language and then if it's mm-hmm. yes then yeah I, I learn it yeah so that that's kind of it's really like environment and also like my own preference like. So what has been the hardest part about learning all these different languages? With like with my life, like with everything, consistency. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This is really number one, uh, the hardest thing. Uh, but I would say the second hardest thing apart from because when you're motivated, then yeah, it, it just works well or when you need it. For example, Bulgarian, I studied like consistently because I needed it. Um, but with some languages like Spanish is a big example of that. You reach a certain point where taking classes, it's a bit boring. Although you learn all the time, but you already can watch like a TV show in Spanish. Or even if you put like subtitle in Spanish, you can, you can still get by, uh, but you don't progress because you're, you think you're comfortable enough to kind of made your way around but you're not near like fluency so for me when you reach that that plateau i guess that's the hardest part because yeah when you just started you're all like okay i'm gonna learn this vocab i'm gonna learn this grammar but when you've been spending like a lot of time on the language you're like anyway i just you know like read something i understand or i just watch this and i understand why why do i want to put more effort um, but when you want to speak, which is one of my main reasons when I learn the language, I want to speak it, then it's like, ah, oh, okay, I, I really need to push my myself. And that's hard for me, like, when you, when I reach plateau for, like, language. For English, it worked. <laughs> I guess I didn't have a choice. <laughs> what is your study method, learning method, and then what tools do you use to learn these different languages? Mm. Yeah, in, in general, like, I'm not really like liking um, like the classroom environment. Now, that being said, now I'm taking some class in Korean, <laughs> and I, and I would say why as well, um, because with with Korean, I really want to see like where is my level now, and then I just stop it, and then I just you know like do a test because that's always where I feel like okay, I do really do not know where I am I am now. But in, in general, I really believe in, in this uh, um, immersion uh, way of learning a language. Because this is how I learn English. That's like, for me, being on Twitter 24-7, uh, talking with people on those like online chat, made the language 
learning process really like easy enjoyable uh and also i i i got to know like a lot of like slang like american slang <laughs> expression um uh sayings and but things like that that i would not specifically learn uh like in in an actual class setting at least it would be hard so i in the past i didn't know but i i did that but now there is this method like is like refold method not sure if you heard about it no i don't think so do you know uh matt versus japan mm -mm. so he's uh he's a, a guy that is really famous uh for like learning japanese by immersing itself uh in everything japanese like really uh and then he created this method but this method is also like a, a immersion method which also other uh, people as well use and basically is that there is a way to follow it but basically it's like try to do as much as thing as possible in the target language so you know like watch series like a hundred percent in the target language read things in the target language even if you don't understand fully everything or reach things at your level right uh learn a lot of vocab at the beginning learn a lot of vocab and just spend some time on grammar but not like not that much right it's like like i say in creole like i know how to speak it as my native language never read a grammar book about it if i have to explain grammar i would not even know so it's kind of this way of like okay learning this way but not like the baby method but really like as you're emerging yourself as if you're living in that country mm -hmm. you have no choice so that's what i do uh now with korean that's what i try to do is that i try to spend as much time uh watching uh things in korean with korean subtitle or no subtitle re-listening to things that i've already listened to uh like shows or interview um also reading little like articles although i don't understand everything uh, and also reading like books that are made for like beginners or graded reading uh things like that so that that's my for me it works the best because i enjoy it that's why i like trying to understand how people learn languages through these different types of immersions whether it's books, music, reading. No, I also like why I believe that method. There is a lot of controversy on like what you should do pro pro classroom pro immersion, mm -hmm. and I just base how I learn language based on my experience. And I know, for example, that I will remember a word based on an experience or a memo technique. Mm -hmm. For example, when I learn a new word, like it, it's a it's. It can work very well for some language. For example, um, in uh, some language, to say this was for like Korean, like uh, medicine is a word, and then teeth is another word, and then together it's like toothpaste. Oh, right. Uh, and then, but you can also like because I also sometimes use other language. Uh, so when I learn a new language. Uh, I would use okay this this word is like I I just take this part is just like oh it sounds like this and then this part sounds like this together it forms that and I make up a story if I do that I will remember that word yeah it, it's just very <laughs> it's just very random but it it does work so it's about experience and if I've learned a word and then I watch a show and I see I don't know like this girl putting toothpaste 
on like her like toothbrush and then she say the word then i'm like oh you know it's like it's just gonna come like visually like i hear it or yeah so for me experience just works really best real life example um, <laughs> yes yes because that's what i need to hear <laughs> I'm learning from everybody I interview. It's like, okay, I need to go this route. Yeah, people have so many ways of learning. It's crazy. They do. Yes. And I'm like, I'm barely like, where am I at? Like down on the floor trying to figure out. I, I remember um, uh, um, I, I used to be in this like clubhouse. And um, there were like also like language, uh, like language group. And we were in this uh, group chat for Korean and we were learning uh, um, the word carrot. And I remember Richard, uh, he's, he's also like a polyglot, he speaks so many languages. And then he was like, oh, uh, it's like, it's, it's like Bangkok. And it's almost like, uh, he was like, imagine you have a carrot and then someone is doing like pang. And you know, like... It's those kind of little stories. Uh, also, it was like one thing was like Kong check. Check mean book, right? And then uh, Kong check is like a, a, is a notebook. So it's empty. So it's like almost like the book that you're buying is a con. It's like, you know, it's like it's empty. You're not buying a book. It's just like Kong check. And then it's like, you know, if you do those things with a lot of words, then you will remember because you remember the funny story, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I really recommend that. It's hard sometimes to cover stories, but once you do, you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to try that, actually. Yes, so. right. it's, it's fun, it's creative, and you learn the world. Like You would remember the story. <laughs> Talk about language as it relates to your workplace, your personal life, travel, relationship, etc. Yeah, as well. It's uh, For me, language uh, at an early, early stage was really like this link. Uh, with like outside of my island uh, because if I stayed in my island I, I didn't need a language at all but my idea or my professional career or ideal career was to really living abroad and I knew from early on okay uh, living abroad is not only the language it's also understanding people's difference their culture how they see things so uh, I, when I get to meet like penpole online and they were like telling me oh we eat this uh in my country or you know we listen to that type of music and it made me want to also know how they speak you know and and i've realized and and that's that's the good things when you learn language by watching shows or things like that um you also understand why people use certain expression or you understand like some expression doesn't make sense if if you learn it like in if you're learning just like blunt, bluntly like really like you just learn this way uh and but if you watch like how people interact how they they speak you would really like get no like really like get really more about like the language so for me that's why like Language is totally related to my personal life because now, I mean, I, I live abroad. I, I speak English like in my daily life. I also have a Korean friend. Uh, like I, I had also like Japanese friend, like a lot of 
like I because I live in Bulgaria, a lot of people that I know were also like speaking Bulgarian and they were just telling me funny story about you know their language or or their culture. And for me it just became part of it. The I just cannot dissociate them anymore in the sense that it's just like that, right? It's part of my life. And when you travel and then you can speak a bit of it. If you travel to a country where you can speak. I remember I went to uh, Zanzibar not long ago. Uh, and uh, when I hear them speaking Swahili, I was like, I, it made me want it to learn the language. But I was like, okay, I have already a lot of <laughs> language on the, on the go. But I was like, you know, like there is a lot of country in like Africa that speaks, where, where if you speak Swahili, you would be able to talk to people. And that's what I like. So when I went there, like when I traveled there, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I want to learn that language just because you connect with so many people. I like language that also like where you can talk to people from different countries as well. And, and Swahili is, is a perfect example. So yeah, for me, it's like language is, is a bit of everything. It's like it doesn't stay in one box, I guess. That's why I like Portuguese because there are a lot of Portuguese speaking countries in Africa. Yeah. Um, and so it's like spread out through all the continents. And I'm like, you got Portugal, you got Brazil, you got Angola, Mozambique, as well. Mozambique mm -hmm. um, Cape Verde, yeah. um, Guinea-Bissau. I'm sure there's a oh, few other I ones. Oh, I didn't know there as well. So, yeah, so there's like a lot. And that is actually like one of my main goals is to learn um want to travel to all the different portuguese speaking countries but to also learn each of the different portuguese wow oh my because, gosh so that's like my main goal like everyone wants to learn all these different languages and i'm like i'm just trying to learn this one language in different yeah. you know the different <laughs> dialects and i'm like that just sounds like a handful so that's that's my language learning like future goal because that's that's really big honestly like because i, I it, first it's really good to pick one at first uh mm -hmm. and for me uh for me with spanish uh i speak uh i i picked uh because i had really good friends they were like colombian uh, and i picked like okay i can understand them really well their accent is really neutral even better than European Spanish. So <laughs> I just speak that. And then I just start learning that they have so many slang for every words and so many expression. And I'm like, woo! <laughs> That's a lot. It's hard. It's hard because you get to like, you used to hear a word in like that way. And if you hear it in another way, then you're like, I don't get it. It's the same with French. I have like Belgian friend. And when they speak, they say some words. I'm like, who, what is this right so it, it so it's it's super hard it's just uh it's a really good goal but like yeah it's really hard that's that's actually one of my fears is saying something and it doesn't mean what i was taught it meant and it's like it's already happened once so i was like oh my gosh but i was speaking to somebody who's brazilian and i'm learning european portuguese oh. and the two words did not connect I was like, oh my gosh, there's my first embarrassing moment. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, well, that's a part of the game. So that's the part about learning languages is you have to make the mistakes and get over it and move on. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so, yeah. so what keeps you motivated to continue the learning process? I think this, 
at this moment like it's very weird to say that but this year what keeps me motivated is like the closure effect i know it's such a weird word but for spanish and korean as well i've been learning them from like a long time and i want to learn new ones and what is motivating me is that i decided that i'm not gonna learn a new language until i reach that goal so that's it's also related to goals but it's more like okay i really want to feel at peace with <laughs> those languages uh so that's my motivation is like i want to learn more motivation number one but i would not learn a new one until i've done this and this so that's how i i, I get motivated because i like learning new languages and learning new things but i know i, I would just like for example with uh portuguese like i've even thought i told you about swahili which i really <laughs> interested in but portuguese mm -hmm. like for me uh brazil and portuguese has been something that I, for like some time i really like oh my god i would love to learn that but i i decided that like no just stop with that just finish what you started <laughs> that's my motivation at the moment finish this and i like that you can have a new like it's almost like a present right it's like oh my god i want to have it no first do that i like that uh closure effect <laughs> um that's a great title and <laughs> hopefully people out there who are learning all these languages have something <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah can you give us a history lesson on the i'm gonna butcher the name french I'm not gonna say it. you say Sorry. it. Is <laughs> in English it would be like Réunionnaise Creole. Uh, in French is uh, Creole Réunionnais. Creole Réunionnais. Yes, yes. So I I guess like uh, a couple of Creole. Unfortunately, um, Creole was really born out of slavery or from slavery. Because um, our island initially was not habitated. That's different than other places. Uh, in a lot of places, there have been like France, Portugal, whatever coming uh, in a place where you already have people speaking uh, a language. I think their culture. For us, it was different. It was uh, inhabited island and they brought slave from uh east coast of africa and also uh we learned a bit like that it's also a bit madagascar but it's a slightly different story uh because madagascar was economically a better place and our island become like uh at first it became like a a, a stop a whole like a <laughs> Yeah, a place where you know you can also go, but then, you know, they also brought uh, slavery there. And those people were not only from one particular place, uh, they were from, like, different um, countries. And uh, in order for, like, the colonies, which was France, uh, in order for them to not be understood, they start creating their own language. This is, like, I guess also... The case for over Creole, I think in in general that's also like they don't want like the master to uh, understand what they're saying, 
and they use uh, a language that they created with their the way they pronounce it, the way they structure it. So this is kind of how the, the language like was born. Um, in terms of like the writing, that's also the problem. It's not a problem, but there were no like there is an official writing, but I felt like this official writing was in force by okay people that really wanted to save the language or uh, it was not something that because people could not write and read at the time so people that made up this language you know they could not even read and write french so they could not decided okay we're gonna do it this way it came really later on the 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 writing the official writing and to the point that at school we don't learn uh the creole we 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 just learn it like with our families and you know friends things like that and there is very very little literature written in creole it's pretty hard to we you have i think we have maybe two or three like known dictionary um and we have some grammar book and things like that but I wouldn't. I know no like people from my island that ever picked up <laughs> one of those books. I think the language is really like it's not. The language is not gonna disappear because most of the Creole know how to speak it. Um, we're around like we're almost a million now in terms of population, and we speak it like daily. Uh, some families don't uh, because you have this idea that. Uh, yeah, if you speak Creole and French, you might mix them up and then you won't be able to speak proper French. But in most family, it's still like important part of their life. So it's uh, when you speak, it's no problem writing. Uh, it just become everyone's write their own way. And it, it becomes a skills. Like I have to understand how my mom writes uh uh, uh, some things and then how my cousin writes something it might not be the same but that's just <laughs> how we, we do it because we don't have a, a proper writing we have a proper writing system but it's not implemented by anyone so you talked about how there's a fear of the language as it relates to literature and writing so talk about those fears those worries and doubts yeah, I, I think the for example, uh, we tried in in our island to start uh, Creole language classes uh, in one or two schools uh, because some some people definitely felt that if we're not learning how to write it now, then you know the next generation won't know and the next as well, and then you know the language changed. But if there is no way to know if it has changed or structure or how, you know how, how do you keep track of it and you know it, there is there is so many reasons to learn like how to write this language also there is uh, a few um author that write poetry in creole and there are just like a few of them and they're like it's hard because people are not used to read in creole so people would like happily listen to them like reading this but if, if you give me a book of creole and you ask me to read i'm gonna shudder i'm gonna be like 
because I just do not know that you should how you should read that, right? Mm-hmm. So they try to implement that, like in in the sense of okay, like maybe let's try to put some classes of Creole, and you know what? It was a controversy, a total controversy. People were like, some people were like, oh, that's great, you know, like I would be happy if, uh, you know, like this is implemented uh, in in different. It was only in one or two school, I think, in the whole island, uh, and it was an optional class. So people that want to join, they can join. It's, it's not mandatory, right? Uh, but it was a controversy because some people were like, yes, but they already speak Creole at home. Why would they need to do it also at school? You know? Mm-hmm. And some people were like, yeah, but now my kid is going to mix up even more. Because that's a problem as well. Very often, a lot of people mix French and Creole when they speak Creole, uh, when they speak French. So in uh, an administration or things like that, they would not be able to properly uh, speak in French. Although they, they understand everything, right? But they're just mixed up because they at some point they're not sure if this word is French or this word is Creole or they don't know how to say this word because they're most of the time only like Creole speakers. So they speak Creole. Uh, in 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 school, although the official language is French, uh, a, a few teacher, not all the teacher, but a few teacher are from my island, so they also speak Creole, uh, not voluntarily, but if the kid speaks in Creole, they understand and they will re- reply in French. So they're in this comfortable zone, or that okay, they don't need to speak French, and some people, also some family, they're like, oh, we want to separate that. It's like. No, don't speak Creole. It, it, it's not like a ban at all. It's not like I, I I hope it's not like seen as that. But they just want their kids to be sure they can speak proper French. Yeah. So it is this fear of like, do not mix them up. Like you know, this should stay like school. It should stay like this or that. It should stay like that. And then you have the other side people. They're like, yeah, we just don't know how to write uh, and read our language. Is that a way of trying to make Creole proper by them wanting to teach it in the schools? I think it's it's a way to try to make the kid themselves aware that it's a language, right? Okay. Because uh, I and I myself had a lot of hard time. Even now, I have to say. When people tell me like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, how many languages do you speak friendly? I would say, yeah, French and English. And sometimes I would not mention that I speak Creole because we have been told that Creole is not like our Creole is not a language. It's uh, it's not the slang. It's, um, there is another word for that. Like a dialect? Yeah, it's like a dialect. Yeah, exactly. Like a dialect. And uh, so... At, at the end, it's hard. Like, this is a whole topic. It's hard to define, okay, what makes a language a language. But we communicate using this. So at the end, it's like, okay, it's my language. It's not, yeah, mine, mine, but it's like, okay, our language. Um, so a lot of people uh, undervalue or, like, Creole is seen as an under language. Mm. At least not by everyone, but by a... a I would say this is like the the thing that we don't say, but that we kind of think, right? We would not say, we would not diminish our language, but we will feel like 
it is like hard to proudly say I'm like bilingual French and Creole, right? It's like you almost would never <laughs> see anyone saying that. <laughs> so I think people just want to like people that try to do that. They also mix. They want to make Creole aware that it's a language. You know, it might not be like the language that people want to speak or want to learn, uh, but it's it's a language. Uh, there is a way. There is a grammar. There is a vocab. Uh, there is expression. We have a lot of expression. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> but that's, I think, what they try to do. And honestly, I, I think it's a valuable thing. Like, I, I would I like to know how to write Creole. But yeah. I, and I don't make the effort to learn as well because I, I got used to that way. Like, I write, uh, um, I am a way. My mom write it, I am another way. And someone else write it another way. And, and we all understand. I think that's how it is when people learn a language and they're trying to write it. And they write it. At least for me, when I try to write another language, I still literally translate it into English, um, how I would write it right. in English, yeah. I mean. And so that's not necessarily understood, but they understand what I'm trying to say. So I feel like that's, I'm not trying to compare the two, but I, that's how it's I'm this, understanding it. It's the process. With, with, yes. Mm -hmm. It's the same. So you had mentioned something about the value of the language with French. What did you mean by that? In my island or like how we perceive it from outside? Like, both. Go, go. Yeah. I think in the island, like we don't really think about it that much. Because it's just like, it's there. We speak it. You know, we don't have those like more like overthinking about, okay, how, how is the language? How is the language? But I think a lot of, I see that because I lived as well in France where Everybody knows, okay, like in Raynan Island, they speak Creole. They know that because, yeah, it's part of France. Uh, I think at least that's what I see when I see people from my island living in France. Like they, you know, they would not say, yeah, like Creole is, is a natural language. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's like they do not prevent it. They didn't, they're not like strongly about like okay it's a language or you know i, I speak also this language uh, it's more like yeah you know i can like there we speak that but in 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 that in that sense you know it's like uh, there is this this whole thing of we are aware we are speaking something that is not french <laughs> it's more like this it's like we are aware that we have another way of talking but is that other way of talking like a language that i think most creole don't see it like exactly like this some creole definitely says oh yeah my language my native language is creole my native language is not french you know some people really see it this way but i think a lot of people uh and and that's a bit also like a shame i guess some people would say like oh like uh i'm too afraid to speak french because i cannot speak it properly uh, i speak only creole um and when they're in like a um and like i don't know like city hall or like an administration or things like that they would shut their mouth and let their like like daughter or son talk for them because they're just like i can speak creole but I, I'm, I'm not gonna speak it because you know like you should speak french and then i, I just shut up you know so it's uh it's it's, it's a bit uh this weird situation 
but a lot of people yeah they're like okay i i, I just won't speak french i cannot do that and you know they consider their, their language then as creole how has learning a new language helped you in your native language in my native language oh <laughs> um that's i think it's it's for me not so much i would say it's more like because i speak french uh for example a lot of random very complicated word in spanish or even in english would just be the same as french so i, I remember when i did the the cambridge advance and uh, i was in bulgaria so uh, i was also like training with some other girls and they were bulgarian and then the teacher would just spit like a random word that almost nobody ever heard and i knew it and they're like how did you know it have you seen it somewhere i was like this that's how we say it in french <laughs> it's just you know so that's like kind of more how like it worked for me like but also like knowing a language helped me learn another language like learning japanese really helped me so much learning korean not because it sounds the same there is some uh um uh, words they're similar like uh uh, like library, it's like uh, do shou kan in in Japanese, do shou kwan in in Korean. Uh, it's, it's just similar, right? But it's more like they have this thing that is like particle, which does not translate. It's a it's a word that is there, but that does not translate. And when you like learn French, English, I I, I suppose uh, Portuguese, Spanish, all those language, there is no such a thing. As a word, they do not translate. At, you know, in any case, it does not translate. Um, but I learned that with Japanese that you know it's just a word that indicates something, right? It just you don't you don't translate. It's just there. Uh, and then when I learned Korean, then it helped me. I was like, oh, you know, that's useful because I you know when I saw this, they say it's a particle. I didn't ask more. I was already like okay with the concept of it's a particle, you know. So I think this, like, it, it's more this way, like, learning a language, like, you know, knowing a language helped me learn another language uh, in, 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 in that sense. But I cannot recall uh, what I've learned from other language about my language, I think. Mm. Yeah. I just, I just know, for example, with Creole, we speak old Creole, uh, old French. So, okay. uh, for example, my grandmother, she would tell me, like, words that i know what it means uh it's it, that's how we speak in creole and i know what it means and then i we re, i will learn like later that oh that's an actual french word but nobody ever use it anymore since like 200 years mm. you know so that's uh it's i think the connection between language that's all right so what are your insecurities about languages all your languages that you've learned it is yeah it's i would say it's it's a concern i guess also insecurity is that i pay so much attention to the sound like like i think i mentioned before like it, I, I like how a language sound and uh i usually pick up the language because i like how it sound and i want to sound also like that that's always <laughs> my problem is like i think also i was like frustrated from like a lot of French, when they learn English, you just hear that they're French, like, from miles away, right? 
it's like oh my god it's too much and and of course i know i cannot like sound exactly like a native but i just don't want people when they speak to me that they have to try to understand like okay first the accent and then what she's saying i just want to remove this barrier of and a lot of people think it's part of the journey and uh, it's fine to have your own accent and blah 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 but for me that's my biggest problem it's like i don't think <laughs> I, 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 for me I, I want just to sound as close as possible to the language like the sound mm. it has to and, and the intonation has to be the same and da, da, da. Uh, so i focus a lot on that that's why immersion is great for me because i just spend a lot of time hearing it and then i can shadow uh, and then yeah but uh, it's it's I think that's my insecurity. I, even when I speak and then uh, in a language and then someone say like, oh yeah, but this sounded like uh, the way you pronounce that word is like how our French uh, pronounce this word. You have to pronounce it like, oh, people don't say it like this, but it's like, oh, like, and then I'm like, oh no. Like, oh, <laughs> I just, I just want to remove the barrier of what is your real language and then just have like conversation about two people talking one language, not thinking, oh, this person as another language right that, that, that's kind of mm -hmm. the goal that's the idealistic goal in my head like if if i speak spanish uh and then i speak with like a spanish speaker this person i want this person to be like i'm talking with also a spanish speaker right not thinking that i'm a spanish speaker but just they, they remove the fact that they're talking to someone that you know is learning a language i just don't want the other person that I speak to to only be like I'm speaking to someone that is learning a language. I just want them to have a normal conversation with me, like, and, like as you know, they just don't have this background. So we're gonna get into the only fun question I have. Um, okay, okay, it was fun already. Okay, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> I just like to speak about language, like it just. Yeah. Yes. That's I I love that cuz I like learning about other people's languages and why they got into it and the history too, especially if they can tell it. It's your first language that you're learning, uh European Portuguese? Um well, technically for high school and college, we had to take I don't know if it was a semester or a year, but we had to take a language in order to graduate, so I took French in high school and Spanish in college. I can probably okay. count to 10 in French and I probably understand mm. like little words here and there. A bit, and yeah. I know when a French person is speaking, but I wouldn't understand yeah. or I can't speak the language. And with Spanish, I mean, Spanish is just everywhere, really. I mean, I'm in California, so I can't speak the language, but I can understand little things here and there. It's just the same, okay. but probably more than with French, though, to be honest. Okay, so so Portuguese, European Portuguese is the first language that you really go like the extra mm -hmm. mile. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so it's, I feel like a new person still. So, uh, but that's also because of your root as well, right? Or your family background. Yes, yeah. um, my great grandmother on my mom's side. So my mm -hmm. mom's mom, mom. <laughs> so great grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's Portuguese from Portugal, from São Miguel. 
Um, so I think that's really what sparked my interest with the language, mm -hmm. though there are like many other languages I could learn within my family. But I, why not? You know, start with one. I just, yeah, start with that. And I do plan to learn the other languages as well. So. Oh, which are they? Um, so my, on my dad's side, my grandfather is Jamaican. He was born in Jamaica and he came here when he was 17 years old. Um, so and I will get into this question because this is one of the things why okay. I'm actually doing this podcast. So hopefully I find people who actually want to speak about this. But that language stopped with him. I've never heard my dad's or my uncle's or anybody really speak that language. So it's just why and what happened um, type of deal. Just with Portuguese. And then um, my mom is also, so she's Filipino, Portuguese black and Cherokee. Mm. And so we don't know none of those languages as well. So oh, it's just yeah. like a big question mark. I know there, there were like rules and laws put in place during, you know, my grandma growing up and my mom growing up, you know, the sixties and further down. So I don't know what those laws are. I'm still trying to figure out. I found one law, but it doesn't particularly pertain to this situation it actually pertains more to louisiana and the creole language and them speaking french and um creoles so i don't know if that's the same law but still doing research for that so um yeah <laughs> that's great you know to investigate like i'm extremely interested in like uh the past of my family uh like in general of the island right because we're from different places and when i tell people i'm french but i'm from an island they ask me yeah but which is your root my ethnicity basically it's like no but like, where are you really from is the question right yeah yeah this this question right and i'm like mm. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit tricky yeah uh so i i did my family tree um and then you know when it's crazy you do your family tree and then you see oh this parent uh, had that much kid this this one was a slave and got liberated this day you're like whoa shit i you know i didn't know i could find this but also i did like those like kind of dna test and it's like yeah it's like i'm like in general i did two because i was like i, I want to try a different one which one and in general i was like oh huh? which ones it was 23 and me and the other one was like myheritage.com okay yeah yeah and uh basically in if you see one of them is like the whole map is colored only like uh the like uh, uh, uh asia like the upper one uh in like japan language that i've learned <laughs> are not colored the rest is like even like native american like yeah but this goes like uh so far uh but in and um and then in general it's say like 40 percent like africa but like half of africa so no idea which country because they show like this percentage this country this percentage and then 30 percent indian uh, and this is normal because in my island we had a lot of indian worker mm. uh, and if you look at my mom's name it's just an indian name family name i mean and then some from like asia as well but like south asia so it's hard to like identity is also a problem in my island <laughs> I bet. apart from creole itself but uh, yeah I understand the, the needs to know, mm. 
mm-hmm. uh, why something happened um, in your family or why this and this. Completely get it. Okay, so what is your favorite word, saying, phrase in all the different languages? And if you can say it in English and in that language. And it doesn't have to be like your favorite. It could be something you're always saying. So mm-hmm. either one. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, I will just try to see, you know, if things come up. Okay. Um, I think for, for English, we can start, I guess, for English. For English, I just like this word that I never use. Uh, and then when I learned, I was like, oh, never heard it. Uh, it's like, literally. Okay, yes. Yeah, it's like, almost everybody say that. But I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> I wish I could use it sometime. But apparently, I don't. Um, and then I'm trying to find... Uh, in... I like a lot, uh, for example, intonation. Not intonation, but like onomatope. It's not onomatope, but it's like small expression that people say in the language. Like, for example, in French, we'll be like, uh, where, 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 where? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I usually like to hear that because it makes you like sounds more native, I guess. guess. So for me, in in Japanese, it would be like, honto. Like, honto desu? Eh, honto desu is like, oh, really? Like, oh, I, I, I just like how, because they can pronounce it so many different ways. And they, the, the way they like use it is just so funny. So I, I really like that one. Uh, which over, like in Korean, I, I, there's a lot of words I like. I think I like two things. Uh, one is like, bake opso. And basically, it means only. But if you translate it, it means like outside of it, there is nothing. So it's a reverse thing. So it's like, okay, uh, um, I don't know, it's just really hard to explain. It's always like, my mind always get like, wow. But once you get it, it's like, okay, like uh, outside of uh, these shoes, there is no other thing that I like. So I only like this shoe. Okay. That is yeah. it's a long expression for just one word, but... Yeah, I, exactly. I understand it though. But it just means only, but it's just like the way they 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 say it, it just made you understand that it's like this. You know, it's like a, so I, I really like those type of things with languages. In I I have just a good memory of it. Uh and it's like in Macedonian, uh, but I'm not sure if the one I'm gonna say is Macedonian or Bulgarian. Uh is like left, right, like mm-hmm. Just know, I'm not really sure which one is Macedonian or Bulgarian, but I remember uh, I have just a good memory when uh, we were text- taking the taxi uh, and a lot of time they could not speak English and we had to explain them how to get to our house because the GPS was not working. <laughs> and <laughs> so we had to be like straight, left right and and i just remember so many times repeating those words that it's just uh like it's like a good memory uh uh, in 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 my head for bulgarian there is this word that uh i just it's it's a food it's it's a drink i love this word because it's it means something in french and it's just not this in bulgarian so it's like compote 
and compote at first in maybe in english you could say like it's like a puree like a apple puree right okay uh, it's like it, it, in in french you say compote Compote. yeah but in so when you first hear that you're like oh that's the french thing but actually not it's like a drink where like they put like for example strawberries mm -hmm. and then they just like leave it with some sugar and then it becomes like a drink and then you can you can keep it for like a like you know a few months but when you drink it it's so good and when you finish you just eat the fruit and i just like this compote because it's like it doesn't you don't pronounce it the same way as the French way. And it sounds a bit like the French one, but it's not at all this. So I, I just remember, and I love this compote. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that's good too. How, yeah, that's how I remember. And um, yeah, what else? I think that's it, right? Uh, did you say one for Spanish? Oh, for Spanish. Um it's the same uh, <laughs> like the Japanese I like uh, uh, Bale or De Verdad <laughs> those like uh, feel words because uh, it's like you can always put them when you struggle and they saved my life so many times <laughs> when I just didn't know what to say so yeah that's kind of uh, why I like them let the people know where they can reach you if they want to reach out and say hi learn more about your language they uh, on instagram uh that's the i guess the quicker way uh it's like uh, isano underscore travel I, I really like travel it's also um part of my yeah my own life and also living abroad because i i live yeah in my island france but also like in the uk um macedonia bulgaria and and the netherlands and i might move somewhere else i'm not sure yet uh, it's still something that is like lingering in the back of my mind <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i, I like uh, they can reach me out on instagram and i'll be really like glad to speak about uh, uh my creole or but also over creole because like i mentioned like i i can understand like 90 95 percent mauritian creole I can understand like some amount of uh, uh, Haitian Creole and uh, also some other Creole like Martinique, Guadeloupe. Uh. So it's fun to, to exchange and to see like, oh, how do you say that in your Creole, you know? Because it, it's not uh, one language on its own, but it's just the way it, I don't know. I think this is very interesting. The way language is created, like a Creole language is created, I think is similar. Mm. I think is I think it, because it, it it was created by the human, and we all have this kind of similar process. So when you check another like Creole language, it's so similar in that grammar or like that way of doing things. So yeah. Thank you so much, Nelsie, for being on Insecurities About Language podcast. It was my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Insecurities About Language podcast. Please make sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow the podcast on Instagram at Insecurities About Language and say hi.